with Morgan streaking. She's chipping the goalkeeper! The pay disparity between the men and women is, is just too large and, and we want to continue to fight. Uh, the generation of players before us fought and now it's our job to, to keep on fighting. The pay cap for the women's Major League Soccer players is 11 times less than the pay cap for men's Major League Soccer. 11 times. Rapino gets across it. Listening to Give and Go with Rotas Wadera only on Girls Soccer Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first ever episode of Give and Go. I am your host, Rotas Wadera. If you're a fan of Girls Soccer Network and you're a fan of the platform and you're here, thank you for supporting us as always. And of course, if you have never heard of Girls Soccer Network before and you want to know what we're about, let me enlighten you for a quick second. Girls Soccer Network is meant to be a positive online platform for those who love the beautiful game. We're a website that covers the latest in soccer news, style, fitness, health, well-being. We've got a bunch of great content over on the site right now. Go to www.girlssoccernetwork.com. Go check it out. We've, we've got so many great things in the works, including this podcast. Part of what we're going to do on the show is really just give you everything that you need to know, whether it be pop culture, the actual soccer itself, the nitty gritty. We're here to bring that all for you. When it comes to our first episode, we've got so many great things planned. The U.S. Women's National Team took on Chile earlier this week, and we'll be doing so again. We will be talking all about that, plus... Over the weekend, we saw the Spirit take on Sky Blue. Later on in the show, we have a very special interview with the one and only Sam Kerr, which we are very excited to bring you. So we've got a lot planned. The U.S. Women's National Team are right in the midst of a two-game set with Chile. They just beat them 3-0 earlier this week. It was an incredible atmosphere, an incredible night, specifically for Kristen Press, who got a lot of love all around from all of her U.S. Women's National Team teammates. It was it was a great thing to see, and overall, it, w- it was a great night from the Carson Center. You know, the United States are um, incredible in the state of California. It's almost its own fortress for the Stars and Stripes, but... You know, we all expected them to dominate Chile going in, but I think the question was, what was their lineup going to look like? Would it be the same 4-3-3 that Jill Ellis um, had been employing recently, or would it be something different? And would we also see different players come into the side? But as we noticed with some with somebody like Jill Ellis and, and with most managers, they like to stick with players that, that, that they trust and that was something definitely that was definitely something that we saw when it came to the initial roster and you know, one of the more popular um, snubs that we saw was Lynn Williams not getting the nod over um, Amy Rodriguez and that might simply just be an experience thing but uh, we obviously can only speculate on, on something like that uh, overall though when you take a look at how they played on the night, it truly was uh, a dominating performance. I think 
Chile was a little surprising early on in terms of their ability to pass the ball and uh, you know they they've defeated teams like Argentina in in their uh, in the S- South American bracket and so they are a very um, a very crafty team but they just didn't have the physicality or the you know the tactical ability to, to, to keep up with the United States and you know set pieces are always going to be a problem whether it's Lindsey Horan or Julie Ertz. Um, they're going to make, you know, life so difficult for um, opposing defenses, no matter who it is, and and so I and so Tieran Davidson scored the first, and for her to only be 19 years old and pretty much go from Stanford to here and make a seamless transition is so incredibly impressive, and she has such a bright future. I think we all are very very excited for what she brings to the table and the kind of composure that she has going forward. Uh, she scored a great goal. Julie Ertz pretty much created the second with another flick on header. She is so good at, at, at doing that. I mean, it's just, she has this uncanny ability. Her and Haran in the box, as I mentioned earlier. And then last but not least, Kristen Press, who surprisingly had a goal taken away. I think the, the some of the refereeing that we've seen um, has been... Um, suspect and and that was something that we definitely saw you know before halftime to see kind of the Chilean defender encroach during the penalty then Crystal Dunn afterwards encroach and yet to have that goal taken away it uh, it made obviously made absolutely no sense but uh, luckily justice would be served in, in the second half and and Kristen Press would would get that opportunity now hopefully um while refereeing was the could have been the big story on the night, it, it could be interesting to see down the line. We we did cover this over on the site. Jill Ellis has made a heavy call on making sure that VAR would be implemented by 2019, and that could be a particular instance where VAR could definitely have been used and the right decision would have been made. And you definitely have to think about the quality of refereeing and how it could impact impact the women's game down the line and you definitely want to make sure that all the right calls are made during the World Cup so that could be something to keep an eye on in the future but uh, overall you know the United States looked looked pretty solid I, I feel um, and while Haran and Ertz seem to be those two midfielders that are going to be featured a lot um, in, the, in, in Jill Ellis' starting lineup we will have to see who that third midfielder will be uh carly lloyd has been a has been in the subs for for quite some time and and it's interesting to see how she fits in in that triangle if she were to fit in that triangle i would prefer to see her in a more attacking central role where she is creating with lindsey haran and Ertz can can kind of be that holding third midfielder but uh, you know we'll see what what direction Jill Ellis decides to go in. Uh, it you know in ter- in terms of her midfield, her back line seems pretty set. Uh, Alyssa Nair has been the keeper. I know there there are some sections of fans out there who would like Ashlyn Harris to get more of an opportunity. She is a tremendous sh- shot stopper, and I think an interesting number. You know the in- I think interest. I think in terms of a third keeper, you have to look at Adriana French being incredibly athletic and uh, 
being someone who could be ready down the line to take over um, if need be. And so she deserves to get her first call up. The question is, will they get that opportunity? Haley Mace got her second call up. Uh, you know, t- with Tierna Davidson, college kids are, are always going to get opportunities. But the question is, what about some of the other pros in the league? McCall's are bony, rightfully so, at age 30 has gotten some opportunities, but it would be nice to see some others. And that's partly the problem with the player pool and it being so deep. You know, what can you do if you're Jill Ells? You're going to take the ladies who you believe in the most and who you've seen the most of. With the with World Cup qualifying, you know, so so close and just around the corner, she she has to make sure that she has the best team that she believes is going to win the most amount of games. So she should be able to do that as as time goes on. Going into the second game, as I mentioned, who do we see any changes at all? Uh, Kristen Press may not get the same. Um, she may not start. Uh, who knows? Maybe A-Rod gets an opportunity to start up front. We will see. But the point is Chile are not going to want to play the United States after that first game. And it could have easily been more than three goals. But expect more of the same in the second match. And uh, hopefully you know, we, we will get to see something different. Hopefully we could see an even more dominant performance going into World Cup qualifying. But again, we can only ask so much of this United States team. We always seem to demand perfection from them, uh, regardless of how they do. And, and no matter what weakness they show, we will always be there to criticize. So they are still the best in the world, and they will continue to, to prove that and show that as they hopefully go through the qualification process. Now, next up, we, we're we hopefully going to try to implement this segment every single week. Uh, it will be our game of the week, depending on... W- Whatever league or uh, you know whatever league or competition we will be covering, whether that is the NWSL, the W League, the Women's Premier League over in England, uh, college soccer, no matter what it is, we will pick a game of the week and break that down for you, uh, either by preview or by recap. And this week, it was the only uh, NWSL game of the weekend with there being an international break. It was the Washington Spirit taking on Sky Blue, and obviously Sky Blue has been searching for that first win, a very, very elusive first win, and you'd have to think that going in, this was their best chance to win that game. And uh, for whatever reason, the Spirit, who have had a massive gold drought of their own, found a way to score through Ariel Ship, a a solid player who unfortunately has been out due to injury, a, a serious knee injury, and she's finally back in the side, and the Spirit kind of ended their season on somewhat of a high note uh, under the interim manager, Tom Torres, who has a very good understanding of talent in the area, and so it definitely made sense for, for the Spirit to, to bring him in. Uh, and even though Jim Gabara uh is an experienced manager he's done you know he's a big part of of soccer in the United States um in terms of what he's done coaching wise and even as a player but uh 
unfortunately the the lack of goals was was really was just seriously a problem and I do agree with what he what he said when he departed saying that uh, he believes that the team is in a better position from when he first got there and you could argue that uh, that definitely is the case with the amount of young talent that they have but he just could not find a way to get them to all work together, and he never really got the opportunity to put them all on the pitch at the same time when you look at the injuries that uh, were going on with Rose Lavelle and Mallory Pugh. With that being said, on the flip side, uh, Sky Blue, this is something I've been really wanting to talk about because anytime you have a team, no matter what the sport is, if you can go an entire regular season without winning a game it is going to be of some note you have to understand that a lot of things have to happen a lot of things have to fall into place a lot of things have to not go your way for you to not win a game to go an entire season to not win a game and you're looking at potentially 24 matches for sky blue and and as i mentioned earlier this was their best opportunity even and unfortunately, when it, despite it being their best opportunity, they were missing some of their best players. I mean, spirit, the Spirit were as well. But for Sky Blue to be missing Carly Lloyd, Savannah McCaskill, and Imani Dorsey, you know, that's, that's always going to be, be tough for them. And you, you can come up with so many different reasons as to why they haven't won a game yet. I mean, you could chalk it up to... To bad luck, yes, you know th- those women deserve a ton of credit, a ton of credit for dealing with kind of the turmoil that has been surrounding the club. The club has said that they will do better, but you'd have to think that that certainly has to play a factor in how the team has done this season, and it's had to have affected performance. De- uh, Denise Reddy is is doing the best job she can as as a first year coach, and you can definitely tell. That adjustment was very difficult to make early on, but right now at this stage of the season, they've really started to come on and play well as a team. They have fought tooth and nail every single minute of every single game. They really are doing everything they can to get this win, but it just hasn't fallen their way. And the bottom line is, as unfortunate as this sounds, the trade, I mean, the the Sam Kerr trade, is what's always going to hurt you. I mean, when you trade away the reigning NWSL MVP, that is what is going to happen. Coming into this season, I'm sure there are plenty of Sky Blue fans and others around the league who can look at this roster and say, yeah, there are some good players on it, but it's just you have to have some sort of chemistry. You have to be able to play as a cohesive unit in order to have success. And the bottom line is, yes, yes, you're getting Carly Lloyd, but... How does how do you replace the goal scoring and the production of Sam Kerr? You know the bottom line is this team just didn't do enough on on both sides of the ball. Kayleen Sheridan really did everything she could. She made a ton of saves this season and, and really has done it as as much as she could. But forty seven goals allowed, and you're looking at twenty scored. Yes, the Spirit scored less, but. You know, for Sky Blue, that's simp- that's just not good enough. It just isn't good enough, and and they've really tried to to do their best defensively. But you know, once 
the wheels and the momentum start to go, good luck stopping it. And you really have to think, with two games to go, can Sky Blue really get this thing done? Because it's not looking like it's going to happen against Chicago. Chicago are going to be playing with a playoff spot on the line. You're looking ahead to that game, and it's not likely that they're going to win. And then the last game of the season is going to be an interesting one because Orlando are completely out of it now, and you could start to see a situation where Tom Sermani may decide to give all of the younger players and subs an opportunity to get a taste of some ex- some professional experience. And that could be the opportunity for, for Sky Blue. But when you look at that roster, uh, it's look, there's going to be some growing pains. And I think it's the same thing with the spirit. All the young talent is there. You have McCaskill and Dorsey on the wings, and that's a very solid... That is some solid play you've got on the wings with both speed and ability to to go around defenders and still put in a good cross and score. I mean, both of those players, McCaskill and Dorsey, you know, were top five players for a reason, and Sky Blue are fortunate that they got those two. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, that with the goal scoring and the production having gone down, there, there was going to be a fall-off. So Katie Johnson... And, and others have, have done their best. Shea Groom has been in and out of the side. So it's 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 been a very tough, tough season for Sky Blue. And I hope, hope that they can get a win in one of these last two games. But if, uh, if they don't, it will certainly be a season to forget. And, you know, we really, really hope that that is not the case because we want to make sure that, that we can keep it that we can keep everything positive, but you know, for for them to not win a game, it would be incredibly disheartening, and and it's not great for the league either, and it's not great for the team either. When when we need, when we as fans of the league and just the league as a whole needs seats to get filled, needs more money so that the league can can go to the next level. When a team is not winning at all, it's going to make it very difficult to do that, and. You, a team like the Breakers, Boston Breakers, who are a long time part of, you know, the WPS and you know the previous leagues that uh, that America has had, and even they had to fold and they finished second to last in in last year's table. So uh, hopefully, you know, for for Sky Blue, they can get a win and they can look to build on this going into next year. You know, Sarah Killian, Rocky Rodriguez, they have good players there they really just have to figure things out defensively and help themselves out going forward now I mentioned how Sky Blue will have to take on Chicago Uh, that will be on Tuesday night and of course Chicago will certainly be hungry and looking for that opportunity to really seal the deal and clinch that last playoff spot because if they do not if they allow Sky Blue uh, an opportunity to win this game then it would come down to the final game of the season between Chicago and Utah for the last spot in the playoffs. But again, it, it would really take something special for that not to happen. 
Chicago were in a great run of form. There is something about this team. Uh, they are just a complete unit. And the fact that Rory Dames can get this group to come together and play on the road like they have all season long speaks to the solidarity, the communication, and the commitment that they have as a group. Uh, they are a joy to watch when when clicking on all cylinders, and uh, they have just a complete team from front to back. Look, it would be tough sledding if they get that fourth spot and they have to play the Courage in the first round, but uh, look, their, their playoff woes have been well documented over the last three years. Their playoff woes have been well documented over the last three years, and... This could be their year. It's it's obviously a lot to, to speculate on, on that with Chicago breaking through. Can they break through? And Sam Kerr is, is, is such a big piece of that with 14 goals on the year. She's on her way to winning another golden boot and could potentially win back-to-back NWSL MVPs if that is the case. She's wrapping up a great month of August, just one NWSL Player of the Month, just one, uh, just earned herself a spot on the starting 11 for the month as well. So she is uh, in a tremendous run of form, and it could not be at the perfect time for Chicago. You know, her connection with, with Yuki Nagasato has been phenomenal this season. And you just look at some of the performances they've been they've been getting i mean they have so many stars in their team and they continue to to produce so we will have to see how they fare you would expect excuse me you would expect that they would get those 3 points that they would be able to to secure the 3 points and secure the final playoff spot going into the last weekend and so uh that would set up some incredible playoff matchups, right? You're looking at, uh, you're looking at, pretty much, Chicago taking on the Courage, right? And then Seattle versus Portland. Obviously, they are going to square off next week for the number two seed and home field advantage for that game, which could be huge because both teams have such tremendous fan bases, Seattle and Portland. Obviously, Portland would love to play at Providence Park. They're dominant there. But yes, the Red Stars should be able to handle their business on Tuesday night. And of course, Sam Kerr will have a huge impact on that. As I mentioned earlier, we were fortunate enough to get an interview with Sam Kerr and we are incredibly excited to bring that to you. Of course, she's the reigning NWSL MVP, the player of the month in the league for the month of August, named to the starting 11, the one, the only Sam Kerr. Enjoy, guys. Take a listen. What do you do to keep improving and working on your game to become the best version of, of yourself? Yeah, I think it's just going to training every day and... Um, you know, working my hardest and trying to stay healthy. And um, a lot of it for me is just keeping my mind happy if I'm happy off the field and, you know, enjoy the change room, enjoy the 
you know, the team the team that I'm around, I, I play well. So a lot of it is off-field stuff that allows me to be happy on the field and on the practice field so I can train and play well. You mentioned, you know, keep making sure that your mind is right and you clearly have a tremendous amount of love and passion for this game. Where would you say that comes from? Oh, I think um, it's just who I am. I think I have been brought up from, you know, a really big family and I think that it's just, I guess it's just who I am. I'm, um, you know, I'm a happy, a happy person and I'm always just having a laugh and I try and bring that, you know, to the team wherever we are, whether it's a huge game or a training session, I always try and keep it lighthearted just to, you know, let everyone know that it's, at the end of the day, it's just a game and, um, yeah, that's the cool thing about football is that you get to do something you love with 20-year veterans. So right now you're obviously in the middle of a tight playoff race. And you've got this big game coming up against your former team. A win clinches a playoff spot. How do you guys feel going into this game? Uh, I think it's it's a really, really important game. It's probably the most important game of our season so far. And it just happens to be against Sky Blue. But um, I know they really haven't won a game. But um, they've got to win at some point, And we definitely don't want it to be against us. So... They're someone that you can't take lightly. They've given, you know, teams of Portland, Utah, all the teams in the race to the finals a, a hard game over the last few weeks. So, um, yeah, it's a big, big game for us, but we're not taking them lightly. We definitely don't think we have these points in the bag. We know that they're a, they're a fighting team and they're going to fight to the end. The Red Stars have had some tough luck results over the last three seasons in the playoffs. What do you think is different about this team this year? Um, well, I haven't been in the old team, so I couldn't tell you what's different, but, um, I think we just have a really good change room this year. I think this year we, well, this is my first year, but I just really enjoy all the girls. We're really close. We hang outside of training. Um, you know, it's just a really good team to be a part of. And we've got, you know, people like Julie Ertz in our team, Alyssa Nair, who, you know, they're big stars, but they're just normal people. And I think that's what I love about our team is that we're all just down to earth people and no one thinks they're better than anyone and we're all just on the same level fighting for the same thing. And what's it like having uh, Rory Dames as, as the coach? <laughs> yeah, Rory's good. He's, he's, a, he's a character, but we've got a few of those in the team. So, um, like I said, I'm a bit of a jokester, so I always just try and, um, make a joke with him and you know lighten the mood up but he's a very serious coach he likes to um, have his team playing well and um, I like that about him that he's a competitor and I think everyone on our team um, you know knows what they are expected of and I like that in a team that you know no one can slack off and everyone's held accountable so um, it's been a different year from previous coaches but it's been it's been good it's been enjoyable and I think he's allowed me to be myself and um you know, the more comfortable I've got with him and the team, the better I've been playing. The Matildas generally are a program that promote players as young as 16, such as yourself, at both international and club level. How do you feel that's helped your development as a player starting off at such a young age? Yeah, I think it's really helped. I think that a lot of the girls here think I'm crazy for not going to college, but you know, I see it a totally different way. I think that, you know, I was playing with professional athletes when I was 15 years old and, um, you know, had had 30 caps for my national team before I had even thought about, you know, graduating high school pretty much. So 
um, it's just how I grew up. It's we we only know that way, you know. If you're young enough, if you're good enough, you if you're young enough and you're good enough, you're in the team, and there's no age limit on it. There's no, you know, you got to stay in school. It's just you know we're here to play football and be the best team we can. And I think that helped me a lot because. You know, I was only 18 or 19 when I first played in this league, but I felt like I had been playing with people older than me for a very long time. And I think sometimes you see in the end of so that people come from college and they just can't keep up because it's just a totally different game. But I think being involved with a professional environment from a young age really helped me to make the step step up not as big as it, it is for some other players. So um, I enjoyed the way I went and I wouldn't change a thing for it. And I think a lot of Aussies are doing it now. So... It works for us, but maybe not all the teams. Do you just think that Matilda just have a different mindset when it comes to the game and just how you, how you guys go about? Um, look, I think it's just we don't have the luxury of having 40 players to pick from, like the US or right. maybe France do. We have a younger pool. Um, we have less players. We have probably 25 really good players, and then it drops off, whereas the US have 40 amazing, like, really, really good players. So it's just a different type of... A different culture, I guess. America has 350 million people in the world. We have 22 in Australia. So 350 to pick from is a bit different to, you know, the small pool in Australia. But I think we're doing pretty well for how small we are. But, um, yeah, I honestly just think it's just a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And and now when you look at, you know, the talent pool that you guys have and you have such a great core of young yet experienced players, how excited are you now that you've already qualified for the World Cup, how excited are you guys for next year? Yeah, I mean, anytime you get to go to a World Cup or represent your country, it's amazing. And I think France will be an amazing World Cup. Um, Germany in 2011 was unbelievable. Um, doesn't really compare to the World Cup in Canada. It was just on another level. Um, so I think European countries do football tournaments really, really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. So we're really, really excited about it. But then, obviously, we don't want to get too he- too ahead of ourselves. I know a lot of people are talking about us being one of the favourites this year, next year, and that doesn't really sit too well with us. So we're just flying under the radar and, um, you know, taking every, every day as it comes and not thinking too far ahead. But we are excited. We actually did an interview with one of your teammates, Nikki Stanton, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And um, we asked her when you guys were on Sky Blue together, who's the biggest personality on the team? And she said you. <laughs> she, she also said, quote, Sam thinks her jokes are really funny. Most of the time they're decently funny. She chuckled. So, <laughs> so do you have a response to that? And I know you mentioned you see yourself as a jokester. Could you talk about kind of how when you turn that switch off, when you go off the pitch and how that helps? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, um, just who I am. Like I've said before, I, I like to let people know that it's just lighthearted. And I think, honestly, I, I act like that a bit on the field. I'm always trying to get a smile on my face. And any time I kind of let it get the better of me, I, you know, start to play bad. So, I mean, anyone that plays on the team will know that I'm always joking around and sometimes I can get under the coach's skin because I'm not paying attention, but that's just who I am and that's what makes me the best footballer and hopefully makes everyone around me feel comfortable and um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit of fun and um, I have good jokes and that, that, <laughs> that's just life. <laughs> um, and... So you love having fun. Is the back is the backflip celebration coming back anytime soon? Maybe, maybe if I score this weekend, it'll come out. But I've had a sore shoulder, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it. I maybe have to practice at training, um, see if it's okay, because I don't want to stack it in front of people. But um, yeah, I've had a terribly injured shoulder since the Asian Cup, so we'll see. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that totally makes sense. Um, 
So last question before you go. I mean, we know you're we're such a big uh, dog lover, and you've been fostering dogs <laughs> with Nikki. You have Wendy. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that's been like and what others can do if they want to foster or adopt? Yeah, it's been a really rewarding process, I think. Um, you know, obviously we both love dogs and we live in the we live in the States and it's just it doesn't really work into our schedule to have a dog um to work to buy a dog because we go to Australia. So we just thought that, you know, we should foster and help dogs out and we counted the other day this is our eighth foster and um yeah, we just love it. It gives it the dogs a time out of the um shelter which they much need and some of them were like Kamara, we had to go back to health after suffering from heartworms so it's just a really rewarding process and something that dogs really need and it's a really simple process you just get um approved by the shelter that you're working with and they come around and do a house check and then you can have a dog and it it really helps out the shelter but more importantly it really helps the dog and at the end of the day if they find a forever home that's that's what the point was but it's also really sad when you have to say goodbye to a dog that you've had for two months and you know Mm -hmm. it's been kind of your rock and it's been there through the ups and downs with you. So we just recently said goodbye to Kamara and Nikki cried the whole day. So it is tough, but it's very rewarding. Do you, if you, if you get the opportunity, do you seek for updates on those dogs that you fostered to kind of see how they're doing? Um, we, we get a foster, like an adoption, um, photo and then we kind of leave it at that we don't want to be helicopter parents but um right. brooklyn that we had in uh new jersey they always send us updates because they know i mean we were hysterical crying when we said bye to her but um yeah they some some give us updates some don't know us so it more helps the shelter and the dog rather than people for the future again that was chicago red stars forward sam kerr now one of the things we want to be able to do on this show is not just focus on the soccer on the pitch per se, but also what's going on off of it, whether it be social media and all the latest trends involving the players. We want to be able to bring that to you, along with some of the things that Girls Soccer Network has been working on uh, that we can bring to you guys that we are incredibly excited about. The Global Goals World Cup organization has teamed up with Girls Soccer Network. They are an incredible group. Okay, they what they do is is simply amazing to to really kind of inspire people around the world. They create sports events that inspire amateur athletes to become champions of the UN's 17 sustainable development goals. So we're talking about things like quality education, gender equality, no poverty, zero hunger, how can we come together and help end some of these issues? That's what this organization is about. GSN has plenty of great stuff with them planned, including an interview with the two founders, Mike and and Marie. That will be very, very exciting. You do not want to miss that. You can also find out more about them at ggwcup.com. They've got some great stuff on there if you want to donate, if you want to learn more about what they do, please do check that out. Another really awesome thing that we have coming is over the last couple years, we've been fortunate enough to have ambassadors and other We've been fortunate enough to have professional soccer players come on and join us as ambassadors 
uh, in whether it be health, wellness, and other areas of fitness. Our first ambassador uh, has been Jen Hoy, who currently plays on Sky Blue FC. She is currently becoming a certified wellness coach and has been making videos for us. You definitely, definitely need to go to our Instagram, at Girl Soccer Network. There is a video there that Jen Hoy put up where she has a great segment about meditation and and how she goes through different phases of meditation to kind of help her for, through different parts of the day. That is great. We also have, of course, Ali Riley, uh, the football ferns captain of New Zealand, uh, coming out with some great content for us as well in terms of uh, being a certified health coach. So we've got some great stuff out there right now on Girls Soccer Network. Again, go to our website, girlssoccernetwork.com. There's even some great merch that you can check out in terms of these really awesome yin and yang soccer balls and some t-shirts as well. Uh, so there's a lot of great stuff on the site. I could, I could go on for days about it, but you definitely need to go and give it a look. One final update for you that GSN has in it currently in the works. We have a player of the month segment, which we're going to be coming out with. Whether someone has overcome a tremendous amount of adversity or whether someone has uh, done some community service, we want to be able to highlight those players and athletes in their communities for doing that kind of work or, or, or showing that level of determination and courage and spirit. Those are the things that we that we love about this game and and those players who embody that are the ones who are going to, to earn that nod. That's it for me. I am your host, Rotas Wadera. Thank you for listening to the very first podcast of Give and Go, hopefully the first of many. We will be bringing you great content like this for the foreseeable future so please please stay with us and thank you for supporting girl soccer network see you next week